Today is March 27th, and we are very, very, very close to the start of the season, about a day away. We're only a day away. Didn't plan that. Didn't plan that. And uh, we're going to compare the rosters from last year, and we got a ton of voicemails from you guys. So let's talk Yanks. What's up, everybody? Thank you for listening to Talking Yanks or hanging out with us and joining us on today's episode. We said we were doing one a day until opening day, so that leaves an episode today and an episode tomorrow on opening day, and then we will get to our regular schedule, series recap, and uh, voicemail episodes on Tuesday. Today we want to compare the opening day rosters from both squads, last year's squad and this year's squad, and see how it is. Jake, how are you doing? James... Vincent Michael O'Brien. I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. I will say this. It's a little weird. I'll go through 15 minutes of emotion where I'm just like stoked. Baseball's here. I'm ready to go. And then the next 15 minutes, I'll be like, but it's not yet. And I'm sad again. I get uh, my stomach's dropped twice, but that's more work wise than like fanhood wise. She's sure. like for us, like, all right, fucking it starts now. Let's build an audience. Let's 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 keep going, 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 going. So I'm there. Also, I'm really cold right now. I don't know if that's gonna come through on my voice. What's going on with that? You were cold this morning. Is it is there a cold factor? Or are I you think... are you just like so, are you so tired from red eyeing that your body's just like it's like the the last putt 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 on the engine given out before you have to reset? Yeah, I've also been awake for um, not 48 hours, but I didn't sleep at all last night. Right. So I'm going on an all-nighter here, and we're at 6 p.m. the next day after an all-nighter. So whatever sure. that is. I think that my house, because I was away in California, we didn't leave the heat on, so I think my house is cold, and I think I might be getting sick. I'm freezing. I'm never cold. How Freedom. mad are you? Or if you are you going to be if you're sick for opening day? I don't know. I might play right. Like, ooh, just, I like it. Just sitting at home watching yeah. baseball. When they won the World Series in '09, I had swine flu. Okay, I was homesick from college with swine flu, just like a ball of blobby shit on the couch and sweats, watching it with my parents. Like, oh, feel they won, <laughs> dying. Told you not to make out with that pig. Boing. Boing. Was a good kisser. Today's episode of Talking Yanks is brought to you by three special guests. Not guests, the people. Mike Cardane. Is that simple? Cardane? Mike Cardane. Cardani. Yeah. Cardani's kind of cool. Anthony Los Calzo. I couldn't have said that right. Los Calzo. Loscalzo, yeah, you're there. Loscalzo and Andrew S. Gregory, three men, males. They are most recent. You don't know that. 
Yeah, I guess I don't know that. I knew a woman named that. Mike once. Michael. 2019. Her name, her name was Michael. She went to high school with me. I used to make a very crude joke about it. These people are our Patreons. They $2 a month to join us. You get to join us live. We got the live chat going right now. We we put extra bonus footage on there. You're entered to win two joysies a month from affordablejerseys.com. They're legit. It's the jerseys. If you see us wearing them, those are them. Um, but what else did they get, John? Early access, live access. We might be doing... Uh, well, I don't want to say that yet because I haven't run it past you yet. So, a lot of stuff. Thank you. We're having a contest right now. If you invite friends and they and they sign up and you say, hey, that was my guy. That was Andrew S. Gregory. I told him to sign up. He's me. You get a point. Whoever has the most points gets two tickets to a game. Sign up. Game. Sign up. Sign up. Help us out. Thanks. We appreciate it. Actually, uh, I think our audience usually gets excited for us. Our episode yesterday, Jake, or was the day before? Monday's episode. I don't know what you're talking about. Monday's episode was the most downloads we've ever had. It, we've been beating our own record as we go here in this month slightly. We blew it out of the water. You guys blew it out of the water. So, uh, I mean, behind the scenes, that was like me and Jake texting each other, being very happy. So thank you for that. This is this is the last time to get in, and it's like cool. You got in before we were like cool, cool. Like if yeah. you find a band, well, and your I don't buddies, think I think your buddies start time. bragging about them. I don't think like, we'll ever be that, but well, that's my sex appeal. So, <laughs> all right, let's let's compare rosters. I started taking these notes down. Right, it was kind of shocking. I tweeted some out because I couldn't sit on them. Don't sit on them at all. Let's talk about it. Let's do the fir- let's do the most interesting part. Okay. Catchers. Ooh. 2018, we had Gary Sanchez and Austin Romine. Yes. 2019, we have Gary Sanchez and Austin Romine. Here's yes. here's the kicker. In 2018, we were positive Gary was going to have an amazing year. And we were worried that Romine was going to get bumped for Higgy because Romine was coming off bottom five offensive year of any player in baseball. Now yes. we're saying, hey, Romine's serviceable backup with the bat. And now we're saying Gary's having a like kind of uh, make or break year, like prove it year. Yeah, make or break's interesting. It's this year changes the outlook of Gary, what Gary Sanchez is viewed as. If he has a good year this year, he's viewed as like a guy on pace to be a Hall of Fame catcher. If Gary Sanchez has a bad year this year, I mean, he's on pace to be like a, a trivia question. <laughs> yeah, or just, just a catcher. Like all catchers are garbage. Yeah. And he'd just be, a, he wouldn't lose his job because the catching position, it's not like there's better catchers out there. Yeah, you've you've said it a few times. Big Baby David brought it up initially, but Gary Sanchez could hit 225 this year with 15 homers in the first half, and he's basically your AL All-Star starter at catcher. Yeah, there's no competition. It's a really, really, really depleted position. Anyway, so it's the same two guys, but we're going in with a little different feel. So not that interesting. But infielders, Jake, this is crazy. 
the 2018 opening day roster had six infielders. Zero of those six are on the 2009 opening day roster. Yeah. Isn't that wild? So the, the it's Tyler Austin, Brendan Drury, Didi Gregorius, Ronald Torres, Tyler Wade, and Neil Walker. So Didi would be here if he wasn't on the right. uh, DL, but that's still that's the only one. And this is a little bit of we knew Andujar and Glaber were going to come up. They had to play the service right. time games. But it's, well, we weren't sure. We weren't sure about Andujar. Yeah, yeah, but we were positive Glaber was going to come up after the service time. Right. But still, that's kind of bizarre, right? Yeah, it was. It was the other. Uh, the other wild card there is Greg Bird got hurt right before the season started, so Tyler Austin got the call. Um, yeah, and I. I think it's funny, and it's. I, you look at last year's expectations where, you know, we last year we were like, all right, World Series, let's go. And, I mean, you kind of compare these infielder, these infields on paper and without Didi right now, who Didi could be back as early as May. Um, and our infield right now is already a lot better, and that's without a guy who's, you know, a, a top 10 shortstop. I was watching opening day from last year because I was pulling clips for the Michael K weird video I made. Mm. And during his opening day rant in Toronto, they went on and on about how this lineup is the deepest lineup in baseball and what a juggernaut the Yankees had. And then they showed the lineup and it had Wade, Drury, and Walker in it. And I was like, whoa, that's the lineup that we were like, this is the best because our lineup now is better even with Hicks out. And Didi out. Yeah, and I, I think it does also need to be said that, well, I, I want to jump to DJ LeMahieu and Neil Walker a little bit because people, people forget, because we had so much fun with Neil Walker, even though he wasn't a huge contributor. He had some clutch hits, and he was fun. I mean, Neil Walker was a pretty well-respected baseball player coming into, coming into the 2018 season. I mean, he's a guy that, you know, his his two seasons combined before that, he averaged like, you know, his switch hitter averaged about 18 homers, uh, 355 on base percentage. And, you know, we we he was kind of, we were excited about him last year. We're like, okay, we've got our kind of utility infielder. We'll see a little Neil at first. We'll see him at second. Might see him at third. We didn't even really think that. Um, and he didn't come out and have a great year for us. And, I mean, I think... Where they're at in their careers, you compare him and DJ LeMahieu on paper, and DJ LeMahieu is a lot more talented player than Neil Walker, who ended up playing, who ended up having almost 400 plate appearances for us last year. So I, yeah. I think you start there, and then Jimmy, I'll, I'll give it to you with the young guys, and I mean, how much of a difference there? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, we knew Andujar and Glaber were in the wings but they cemented themselves, and now I'm really excited about their sophomore seasons. I don't think they necessarily are going to get better. That's not how it works. You don't always get better. But if they just play the same or relatively the same as last year, that's still really good baseball from two young players. Uh, Drury was a bust. I was excited about Drury, so I can't can't act like I wasn't at the time. I thought he was going to be good. Because the Yankees were so excited about him. I didn't know he was blind. That was part of the trick. Yeah, he he didn't let anybody know he was blind, which was kind of weird. I, I think I think the best way to say it with if if you want to line up Andujar and Drury straight up is 
I mean, Andujar has all-star potential. We didn't expect that at Brandon Drury. We just thought he'd be solid, 270, 20 to 25 home runs, and a guy you could rely on. Andujar is a guy that can be special. Toe, Wade, and Tyler Austin, even at the beginning of 2018, did nothing for me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we had some fingers crossed for Tyler Wade, kind of like we did this year, hoping he'd break out. Um, Tyler Austin, uh, we talked about a lot last year. I think he's a major league guy. I think he's a good mistake hitter. He's not a dynamic player at all. I mean, I like just watching Luke Voigt for half a season in a spring training compared to Tyler Austin, I mean, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's different. Devoit's a complete hitter. So our infield is way better even without Didi. This is opening day roster. So, I mean, this didn't last long. It's the other caveat of doing this. Right, and you you almost do have to figure in Glaber to last year's. But, I mean, our expectations for rookie Glaber was like 270, a 15 homer, slap, 15 steal guy. Slap, and, not even 15 homer, just slap it around. Yeah, like we, we were just told he was a good ball player. We, we weren't told anything about his power, so, speed, or anything. Uh, and there, it, it wouldn't be the hottest take at all if you said you think Glaber Torres can hit 40 home runs this year. I'm going to say that's kind of hot. I mean, it's a hot take, but it's not the hottest of takes. Okay. Outfielders is pretty simple. Gardner, Judge, Hicks. Gardner, Judge, Stan Hicks last year. Gardner, Judge, Stan Tockman this year. Hicks is on the DL, so that makes sense. Yeah, I think, and I'll I'll do my little DL spiel right now. I coming into last year, I I asked you the only two guys Bird got hurt right right before the season started. Ellsbury, <laughs> put him down, put, put him down on both lists. Um, I mean Hicks, Didi, Deli, and Sevy. We have four potential All Star kind of players that are going to be on path to come back at certain points this season, which when we're comparing rosters right now, I think we're both kind of on the stance that this 2019 team is already more talented without any of those guys on the ship. Yes. Maybe not savvy. That's, that's tough, but yeah, not savvy. Uh, Talkman. How about that? Starting pitchers Tanaka in 2018. This, this kind of like made me blink my eyes. Tanaka, Sabathia, Severino, Montgomery, Gray. Yeah. And we were super happy with that rotation last year. You and I were. So I can't. Yeah. Like we thought Sonny was going to have a huge year. I love Gumby because he's got gumption. He's got guts. His name's sure. Gumby. Uh, Sevy was coming off his best year ever. Um, I, love, I love Tank and Sabathia. This year we have Tanaka, Sabathia, Hap, Paxton, Herman. CC is only on there for five games to run out the the suspension, and then they're going to bring up Lasagna. Uh, and that's not a good rotation. With Herman and Lasagna both on the back end, that's not a good rotation. Last yeah. year's is better than this year's. I mean, and Gray didn't work out, but going into day one last year, I was more excited about those five than I am about Tanaka, Sabathia, Tanaka, Hatpacks, and Herman Lasagna. But we will get to Severino and Sabathia coming up, and then I'm way happier with these five. But Herman and Lasagna isn't a good look. And I know that there's people out there that have tons of faith in them and think they're right. going to be great. And I 
they can be great. I, I think the odds that both of them are great is almost impossible. One of them can be really good. But, I mean, you got it on paper. It's worse. Yeah, I, I think... I think the better way to wor- look at it is for that 2018 staff, that was everyone. We we did expect big things from Sonny Gray. It didn't happen at all. Um, even, you, you know, you and I disagree on Monty a little bit, but even, even if you viewed him as the fourth or fifth starter, he's a nice body to have out there. Um, I, I think the better way to look at it for 2019, and hopefully Seve's back in you know around a month or so, CeCe's going to be back in a couple weeks. We'll see if Gio throws his hat in the ring. I mean, there's a chance that Domingo Herman or Jonathan Luizaga, if everyone's healthy at some point this year, they could be like our ninth starter or our eighth starter. Um, and I think that's, that's a more fun way to look at it. Yeah, we need to get healthy there. Yeah. But it, it is, I mean, when you, it, it's impressive depth when, when it, when it comes together. Kinda. Like I, I'm, I, I am high on Domingo Herman this year. I, I won't go on that spiel, but if Domingo Herman throws a couple, or, or how about this? I think you and I both kind of stand on this point and it's a decent way. It, I don't want to say it's a cop out, but it's an honest baseball perspective. Probably one of Herman and Luizaga works out as like a major league starting pitcher. Yeah, right? yeah. just odds wise to think two rookie pitchers are going to come up and both like be locked down and 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 it just doesn't happen. Right. But that, I, I guess that's what I'm saying. One one of Luizaga or Herman's probably going to be a pretty solid major league pitcher. And to think that, you know, when Monty comes back midseason you know, if they give Gio the pill, Sabathia is going to be back in a couple weeks. Sevi, like the fact that whichever one of those kind of stands up this year, that they'll be our seventh or eighth starter. I think that is solid depth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's go on to relief pitchers. Yes. Last year, Chapman, Green, Holder, Canely, Batansis, Robertson, Shreve, Warren. This year. Chapman, Green, Holder, Canely. Those are the four that are the same. Britton, Ottavino, Sessa, Tarpley. This is yeah. really interesting with Batansis down. It's kind of even. Yeah, it, it is if even. I mean, was, if Batansis was healthy, it's 2019 in a landslide. Right. I mean, we forget that. I, I, I mean, I was so low on Dylan. I thought they were going to trade him in spring training. Um. And yeah, we'll we'll see what Dellen we get when he comes back. Hopefully, he's healthy. Um, Last year, we we were excited about Chapman. We were excited about Chad. We were excited about Canley. We were excited about Drop. So we had four guys that we were excited about. We were happy with Warren. We were worried with Batansis, and we were not happy with Shreve. This year, I would say we're happy with Chapman. Happy with Green. Happy with Holder. Happy with Britain, happy with Adovino, worried about Canely, uh, tepidly excited about Tarpley, uh, not excited about Sessa. It's, it, it's, it's still 2019. But with Batances being on the IL to start the season, it's closer than you'd think it would be. Yeah, and, and hopefully he's coming back and looks like Dallin, and that would be huge. Jimmy, I, I think the three you have to highlight there are right in the middle. It's Canely, Britain, Adovino. I mean... What is Adam Adovino? Is he the the filthy 
dirty reliever that we we see these clips of. Um, can can he handle the Bronx and all that? I know that's a generic statement that you and I like to shy away from, but I think he's one of the guys that fits that mold. Zach Britton is Zach Britton going to be yeah. good or yeah. like special? Yeah, they're they're both they're all going to be good. And I mean, so Tommy Kane, Tommy Canely, I, I've given this speech a million times. Pitch, I think he pitched four games in the ALCS against Houston coming into 2018. Um. Yeah, he's like he was, six on the list. He's not going to get innings, so I'm fine with it. Canely. It'll be interesting, man. I, I'm telling you, if if Tommy Canely comes out and he looks like the 2017 Tommy Canely, I mean, he could he could be throwing some important innings for this bullpen quick. So I I think Canely, Britton, Adovino, seeing where those guys land this year is going to define how good this bullpen can really be. Canely. I man, I just I think he's a factor, Jim. I I I really do. We I I think we forget how important and how this team viewed him in 2017. And there's reasons they point to the caffeine thing, just bizarre. The weight and the arm strength, I mean, is something. And I mean, if Tommy Canely comes out firing bullets and Adovino, you know, isn't there yet or Britain isn't there yet, I mean, he could be the th- the after the first week of the season, he could be after Chapman and Chad probably the third guy you'd want to see out of the bullpen. Like if he looks like Tommy Canley can look, I I don't yeah I don't see that I don't see okay. him jumping Chad Chapman Batances Britton or Ottavino. Well yeah I had I had Chapman and Green ahead of him, um, but right now Dellen's hurt. And I'm I'm saying if Britain comes Canely out, they can jump Britain and Adovino. I, if Britain, co- dude, do you remember how Britain looked when we first got him? He was kind of wild and it was kind of erratic, and you didn't trust him. And Adovino, we still haven't seen it in the Bronx. So yeah, if 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 Tommy Tight Pants is dealing, like I'm talking 98 with that devastating changeup, you're gonna want to see him out there over Britain and. And I mean, Adovino to that's, start that, the that, season. That, that that sounds more to me like you're saying Britton and Adovino are going to be bad than Canely's going to be good. Because if if he's jumping those two, I think they're they're being disappointments. I mean, I I'm just saying if they come out of the gate not looking great, and Tommy Canely does, I think we could be reminded quickly how good Tommy Canely was for us. At the same time, if Tommy Canely throws out 95 and he's getting rocked. You know he could he could be on the bus or he could be out of town in general. I think the better the better way it would go about is that Boone just throws everybody everywhere at the start. He threw Holder in three run three run leads to start the season last year. No one thought Holder like had a chance to make the roster. People were like, "Oh, Holder made the roster. Oh, cool. He's going to be our slop guy." And then he was throwing Holder with three run leads in the first two weeks. That's how Canley's going to see big innings at the beginning. But if he's jumped Britain and Adovino, I'm worried about Britain and Adovino, and I I'm, I don't want to worry about them. Yeah, yeah, I I I think we're I think we're overlapping more than you think there. Um, but we'll see. I want to play a game. I was looking at the 2018 roster, and I was counting how many people didn't end the season with the Yankees. Okay, it's Tyler Austin, Drury, Toad did, but he didn't. Wade. Right. Um, I'm talking about like the 25 man roster. Yeah, you could count like minor league as not yeah, not so, being on the so roster. So Tyler Austin, Drury, Toe, Wade. Um, 
Gumby due to injury. Gray. <laughs> you can kind of count Sonny Gray, yeah. Yeah, Sonny Gray, Shreve, and Warren. So that's eight guys that started yeah. on the opening Canely. day. And Canely. Nine guys started on the opening day roster and didn't factor in to important games in September. Yeah. Now, let's just bump it down to six because Ooh. we don't have people waiting in the wings like you had. The Glaber and Anduhar were ready to take people's spots. We kind of have Clint this year. But if we had to pick six guys, this isn't going to be fun. It's not going to be a right. fun exercise, Jake. If we had to this pick is going to be awful. If we had to pick six guys that aren't going to factor in to, to important games in September, don't hold us to this. I'll go first because it's a shitty game to play. Talkman. Ooh, let's, yeah, draft style. Talkman's easy. Talkman's easy. Sessa's easy. Because of the, op- the options. If, if he pitches well, he gets traded. If he pitches bad, he gets DFA'd. That's how I feel like his season goes. Sessa's easy. Jim, I think I got to go too low. Oh, because if Didi comes back? I mean, you have to, right? It's not a bad option. So Talkman, Sessa, Tulo. I'm gonna go like I mean, just just looking at this 2018 team, and you see like Tyler Austin, Drury, and a couple of these names. Don't you feel like it's gonna be 2020, and we're gonna be like, wow, Tulo? Maybe we got a question about that coming up later. Okay. Um, Herman. I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'm gonna go Herman and, and maybe Tarpley. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm bullish. You're trying to find on guys her- with options. I'm bullish on Herman, so I get it. Um, and yeah, I think Tarpley makes sense because I mean, right now, if Dylan Batansis was on the team, Tarpley wouldn't be, right? Yes. So that's why it's so. Kinda- so I think that makes sense. I think, hey, in the same breath, I was saying nice things about Tommy Tight Pants. If he looks good, <laughs> if he looks bad, there's there's a decent candidate. Yeah, because he's had options too. All right, we don't have to nail it down. That's yeah, we don't want to get any more emotional than that. Yeah, you could go. People what? probably want people probably want us to say bird. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, um, before we move on to voicemails, sure. Boone was on. Francesa today, and these are the updates. Uh, Gardy's going to lead off versus righties, and DJ LeMay is going to lead off versus lefties while Hicks is out. I uh, I don't want to go in a soapbox, but DJ LeMay has got lost in the mix a little bit. He hasn't had a big spring, just like nobody's talking about him. Yeah. What do you think about that plan? I'm fine with it until ball Hicks is out. I like it a lot. I want I want to see what Brett Gardner we're getting this year. I'm I'm giving him April to see if yeah, we're getting. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Everyone wants to just say like we have to stop it. I'm I'm giving him a, a shortish leash leash to say all right, Brett, you're our leadoff dude. You're our left fielder. Show us what you got. And then if he's good, uh, we need to like limit him so we don't grind him down and keep right. him fresh. And if he's bad, he becomes the fourth outfielder, and we make we we switch something up. Yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see, and I I ran this through my head with Talkman today. Um, I almost don't want to see Guardy against lefties at all. If if there's a lefty on the hill, even to start this season, I'd hell let Talkman 
if Talkman wants to earn a spot in this team, hit off a lefty. Like, keep Garney fresh those days. I think they're going. I don't think Garney's going to see lefties, but I think Andujar is going to DH and DJ is going to lead off and play third. But I'm saying even, like, right now. Like, I'd rather see Mike Talkman in center field. Like, let that be his opportunity. Knock your pants off, kid, against lefties to start the season. You may see it. Yeah. Um, it's not automatic when Hicks will come back. Voight and Bird will be in. Will both be in the lineup. Um, against righties. He what, said he's got Voight four hole, right? I think so. When when and when it's a left hander, DJ LeMahieu will be in the lineup and play first or third with Voight Andujar as the DH. So Bird's not playing against lefties, but he's gonna play against righties. I saw he had like. Glaber's going to bat seventh. Judge is going to bat second. Bird's going to be like five or six to split up the righties. I don't I don't care about all that. It sounds good. Yeah, you you know, we, we both kind of ended up on that don't bat Judge Stanton back to back. It looks like they're going to do it. Judge looks so locked in at this point. It looks like you could bat him anywhere, bat him lefty, and I think he'd be fine at this point. So roll it out there. Roll it out there. All right, let's go into the voicemails that we have. Ooh, just got a cold yawn. Mm. I have these in a specific order. Not that I really matters, but here we go. Yo, boys, it's Pat from Jersey. Uh, I got a question for Talking Yanks. This is frozen stove here, but uh, we heard about the million-dollar bonus for Derby. How much do you think we could raise, say, like in a two-week period when they announced the home run derby? How much do you think we could raise for Judge? Think we could raise a million dollars easily? And how much would you give? I think I would give 100 bucks to make sure he doesn't get injured and do the derby. But maybe I'm crazy. Or maybe I'm not crazy enough. All right. Let me know what you think. Love you guys. All right. So how much would we need to raise to make the million dollars? We He must have left this voicemail before Judge said he was out. Say the million dollars was tempting Judge, but the fan base didn't want Judge to do in the home run derby. Do you think the fan base could raise a million dollars, a dollar each? Easily. Uh, pe- people are nuts. We could raise that money so easily. Why don't, we, why Judge, don't we? Aaron Judge would donate, donate it to charity the next day. Why don't we make t-shirts that say Aaron Judge 2019 Home Run Derby champ and he didn't even have to show up and then all the proceeds from that go to um, the business, not Aaron Judge because he's got a lot of money and we need to survive as a business. Yeah, there's something like that. I think we could even do it better with the wording, like the the non-competing home run derby champ or something like that. If someone's got a good phrase, let us know. Let us know. Like, he got a buy. He he won. He buyed his way to the victory. Yeah. Because if he showed up, he'd win. He Un- wins Uncontested it. home run derby champ, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't even run, and he, went, and he ran. What up? This is for Talking Yanks. This is Michael from Petaluma, California. Uh, love the show, guys. My kind of, I guess as you could say it's a complaint, but it's also a question. I just don't understand why you guys are so down on Troy Tulowitzki. I mean, the guy was an all-star player just a few years ago, and yeah, he's had some injuries, but this guy, I think, can still play at a high level if he's on the field. Now, I know that's a big if, but you guys are acting like you want him to, you know, play very bad and sit on the bench or get hurt, which I don't like from 
other Yankee fans. It's what I can't stand about them, that they root for guys to get hurt or to not play well. So I just want to know why you guys are so down. I mean, that's the perception that I'm getting from listening to the podcast of the last couple of weeks. So let me know what you think. I love the podcast. Go Yankees. All right. Thanks, Mike. I don't want Troy Tulowitzki to get hurt or play bad. But if he does either of those two things, it's kind of a situation where you go, well, okay, yeah. But I'm coming around. He looks good in spring. Uh, He's hit a home run two days ago. And you and I both realize, Jake, they just want good defense up the middle. Like They just want defense. It's the same thing as saying you're going to count on Ellsbury, so that's why. But whatever. I'm I'm coming around. I'm rooting for Troy Tulowitzki. I'm actually excited for his angry... uh, angriness yeah you you and i found that dynamic about tulo the um he's got he plays with that chip and the yankees didn't really have a field player guardy kind of does but they didn't really have a field player with that edge um so we think we're gonna like that um i don't a and this this shows you we're getting back to the season jim which gets me excited we root for guys in pinstripes I mean, even yeah. your boy Chris Carter, when he was at play at bat, you rooted for him to do something good. I watched one he of would... the old Talking Yanks, uh, and when it was like Chris Carter sucks mania, and someone asked me like, "What do we do with Carter?" and I was like, "You run him out there and hope he performs because he's your first baseman right now. You got to root for him to perform." So I was like, "Ha! I did fucking root for that loser." Yeah. Um, and here's the team. All the quotes out of the Yankee camp sound like they believe in him. We did stumble into that the other day that I think they just want him to be good defensively. Any offense they get is a bonus. And, I mean, hey, he's had he's put some nice at-bats together. He's clearly still got some pop. Um, I, I just think you need to think about it. Like, Didi Gregorius is clearly a superior player at this point. Whenever he comes back, we're going to want to see him in the lineup. And, I, Jimmy, since 2016... Troy Tulowitzki has played 197 games mm-hmm. uh, to to the tune of a 734 OPS, like very average, mm-hmm. very average. Since 2016, Jacoby Ellsbury has played 260 games. Jacoby Ellsbury has played over, he's played 63 more games than Troy Tulowitzki has in the past two years, three years. So if you're going to honestly say something about Troy Tulowitzki, you essentially need to be able to say it about Jacoby Ellsbury, yeah. who has a 722 OPS in that time. So that's that's where we're at. Yeah. Um, it's the same thing. Like, I want I, – I'm now – I'm stuck. We have to root for Tulo. And it just didn't make sense to me for so long because when I, when I ran into the situation where, like, okay – even if Tulo's playing good and then Didi comes and Didi takes over, well, then we sat DJ for just to lose Tulo. You know what I mean? Whatever. It still confuses me, but if Tulo's good and holds down the spot, he'll hold down the spot and we'll see what happens. Yeah, and I mean, uh, uh, we, we just looked at the opening day roster. A, a lot of stuff can change. We'll see who's healthy. I mean, don't get us wrong. If Troy Tulowitzki is <laughs> is playing an all star level shortstop, we're gonna root and support that. <laughs> um, it's just you you kind of have to be realistic about it. Troy Tulowitzki hasn't been an all star shortstop type player 
since 2015. 2015, Jim. It's 2019. So you you have to be realistic. We're hopeful, but it as hopeful as you can be for Tulo, you kind of have to be the same way with Ellsbury, which is mean but fair almost. Tulo's playing in spring right now, so that's a little different right. now. This is Josh from uh, the Jersey Shore. I got an easy, fun question for you guys. Well, maybe not easy, but definitely a fun question. Because I'm bored waiting for MLB season to start and MLB the show to come out. I was curious, what was your guys' top three favorite baseball video games when you were little? Uh, I'm just going to throw this year away, Jake. Because I think the only baseball video game I played was Wii Baseball. That counts. It's a I, good one. Wii Baseball. Well, I don't play. I didn't ever play. I didn't play a lot of video games growing up. So, Jake, do you have uh, favorite video games? Do you do MLB the Show? So I, man, I I never loved. So my dream growing up, I I had an older sister that wouldn't do like video games or boy stuff with me. I used to play ping pong off my basement wall to myself. That's if you ever play me in ping pong. I can't hit a winning shot. I can return anything, but I can't hit a winner because I used to play against the wall growing up. Wait, that's uh, really fun playing Jake in ping pong because you just slam it and he can hit it back, but he'll never win the point because he doesn't know how to play offense. Good at defense. You're basically you're playing against the wall. Um, it, <laughs> it, it, it actually it when the person playing me that doesn't know that finds that out, it actually really sucks. But anyways, um, I play my nerdy out of the park baseball game. I think that kind of counts. That's really a franchise dynasty mode game. It's a simulation. Um, I think like MVP 2005. That's one of the more famous ones. There was an N64 game that you used to play at the Alien Ballpark. That used to just be ridiculous. It baseball games never did it to me because you could just throw a curveball in the dirt every pitch and you swing right through it. Yeah. So I I used to like doing the dynasty mode. Put together the best team you can. Next. Hey, guys. Uh, this is Jen Con- er, talking Yanks. So I love you guys. I love the Yankees. I'm obsessed with the Yankees. I love being able to listen to you guys talk about them literally whenever I want. I just moved to Dallas, Texas from Long Island, New York. Huge Yankee fan. And I love Texas, but Texas sports radio does not compare to New York sports radio. So excited for the season. I've been listening to every single episode since I found you guys. Here's a random little idea. Um, Miguel Andujar, my favorite player. I've loved him for years now. As far as Sterling, and while we're talking about New York radio, instead of a home run call, how about a doubles call for Miguel Andujar? So yeah, it'd be something different, I think. Sterling could use a little help here and there. I love him to death, but it can get pretty rough. So what do you guys think? A doubles call, is that to against the classics, or is this like a nice switch-up? Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Thanks, Jen, from Dallas. Recently moved to Dallas. Do you have any advice for her? You lived in Dallas. Yeah. Where where are you at in Dallas, Jen? Lot, uh, so many good places to eat and drink in Dallas, and that's kind of it. So have fun. Um, but yeah, Dallas is a two to three years and then you're either Texas forever or you got to keep it moving. But I had a ton of fun in Dallas and enjoy it. You want Sterling to do a doubles call? Deep Ellum's the spot now, Jim. That's where everyone goes. Um, I, I was going to give you the honor on this cause you're, you're a little more in the prestige world than I am. I like it 
because it's it's Andujar's defining feature right now. It'll be interesting to see. We're hoping those doubles turn into home runs. <laughs> so only if he uh, did Andouble or something like that. Andouble or the dude doubles is where I landed in my head. Um, if he drops a casual, the dude doubles. I mean, I'm fine with that. It starts getting tricky though, because then then you start having one more. for yeah, start having one for Jacoby Ellsbury every time he gets catcher's interference. Like, do you do one every time Hicks walks? Um, do you do every something every time Dallin does something not athletic? It's it's a slippery slope. I do like the idea of Andouble. Michael Andouble and his Christmas album. Hey, John Boy, Jake, Eli from Upstate. Just heard your uh, hot takes episode. I got four rapid fire hot takes for you. Hot take number one: Mike Tauschman's the best player on the Yankees this year. Hot take. Okay, what do you think about hot take number one? Too hot. Uh, the Talkman people on Twitter are starting to get me. Too hot. Number, Number two. two. Too hot. <clears throat> Kyrie Irving's going to the Knicks this offseason. What do you got on that one? There's a chance. I almost don't want Kyrie anymore. Send him to the Lakers. Hot take number three. Cincinnati Reds are going to win 100 games. And hot- Cincinnati Reds winning 100 games. Sonny Gray winning 25. We talking Reds podcast now? Jake number no. four. Jake doesn't suck. Thanks, guys. Right. See ya. Wow. That might have been the hottest one. Was that guy that guy three for four with hot takes? Being wrong? Oh no, no, no. One for four being right. Right. Yeah. I guess those are that's why they're hot takes, though. What's up, talking Yanks? This is uh Connor from the nine oh eight. Just got a quick hypothetical for you guys. I'm going to let you guys step in the shoes of Brian Cashman. And this is going to be a little far-fetched, but bear with me. Hal Steinbrenner calls you and says, Brian, I need you to make one more big splash. I need one more trade. Do whatever you want. I need one more big name on this roster. I don't care who you trade. Just make it happen. What is that going to be? I want each of your answers. Thanks. Go Yanks. Do you have something? Do you need to think about it? I don't have anything for this. One big trade. I mean, I'd go try to get a pitcher. Like, is Kluber still available? Can we package our entire farm and, and then just say we got our guys for the next three years? Yeah, you you and I talked about this a little bit. Jim, I I think the, the thing that's kind of bizarre, uh, everyone's been getting re-signed. Extension. Goldschmidt. It's great for um, baseball. Yeah, it's good. Um, I think, or, or maybe it's not. Maybe guys are scared of free agency now. Um, does maybe signing Keuchel count if he can't get a contract? Dude, the season's about to start. Him and Kimbrel aren't on teams. Yeah, or I guess you could drop a Kimbrel nuke. What if the Yankees are absolutely nuts? They say, screw you to the Sox, and they, they pay Kimbrel out their butt this year. Um, I'll say something like that. Madison Bumgarner's been the huge name. And uh, so, someone slid into my DMs and was disappointed that no one said Robbie Ray. I want to say it was it was Andrew Owens or or maybe it was someone else. No, it was Andrew um, Owens. But, uh, yeah, I think those are the names. Maybe Rendon if Andujar can't pick it at who do you Who do the Yankees trade? Trade piece, possible trade pieces this year. Herman, Luizaga, Clint, Canley, Wade. Sessa, Clint, Wade, Florial if he gets healthy. Um, Tulo, if he does put a good half together, could have value for someone. Um, 
I I think that's about it, right? Yeah. All Trey right. Amberge, how you doing, bud? Trey. Matt Lipka show. Hey boys, uh, Brandon Kelly from Richmond calling for talking Yanks. Uh, I got a I got a question, or really uh, want to know your opinion uh, on what's what's going on with Jay Happ this spring training. I get it, it's spring training pitchers play around with stuff to see, you know, if they're working on new pitches, you know, stuff like that. But you know, he's been not too sharp. I mean, right now he has a nine ERA. Again, I understand that is spring training, but I just want to know your thoughts. You know, is this kind of a concern, especially with CC uh, being out for a while and 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 uh, Seve being out for a little bit as well? I mean, is this just maybe he's a slow starter? He's trying to learn something new. Uh, let me know your thoughts. Thanks, guys. Jay Happ had a bad spring training. I honestly didn't know this because I just don't pay attention to that because it doesn't really matter. I mean, he's older. CC Sabathia was healthy last spring and still only pitched, I think seven innings or something because he was like, nah, I don't need that. Like I, I know how to tune my body up without phasing competition. So I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't know Hap's routine. Like I'm, I'm going to go see past springs and see what those look like because who knows? Maybe he just, he's like, I don't need this to perform. You know what I'm saying? If Jay Hap goes six innings pitch, zero earned runs his first start, do we care about his spring at all? No. It looks if like he gets, if he gets knocked around his first couple, then you raise the eyebrow and say what's going on. But yeah, it looks like uh, in 2018 he had a good spring. 2017 he had a great spring. 2015 he had a bad spring. 2014 he had a 20.57 ERA in spring. <laughs> That's bad, huh? It's not good. It's real bad. I don't know, man. He, I mean, he he could just be going through the motions, um, just trying to work on things. I mean, yeah, I, I, think I would think he doesn't care about the results, I, but I don't know. I'm not worried. I, I, if that's the final question, I'm not worried. Yeah, that I think that 2015 season you said he had a bad spring. He he had a 32 games, a 3-6-1 ERA, 172 innings. We'll take that all day. So I start worrying about guys when it doesn't translate to the real games that matter. Yeah. All right, last voicemail. What's up, Talking Yanks? This is Vince Mora from Temecula, California. The news Ooh, broke meet me at Temecula. This morning, and I don't really think it's a big deal if he's going to be uh, missing opening day and that opening series since they expect him to be back for the Tiger series. Uh, things could change, but it really doesn't matter. And people really shouldn't be freaking out about this on the Twitter sphere or anything like that. So I think it's kind of dumb by some of those people, but whatever. Anyways, I um, wanted to ask the both of you guys a fun little question. And bear with me. I know it's hypothetical, but if the Yankees won the World Series this year, who is more likely to have a World Series baby in 10 months later? Bumboy or Jake? Thanks, guys. How <laughs> you like that question? Wow, that was was that that ended with World Series baby. Who's who's more likely to have a World Series baby if the Yankees win the World Series? You or me? I th- I think we do a three two one and say a name. Okay, we're gonna say three two one the name. Yeah. Okay, three, two, one. Jake. John Boy. See, it's a work night for me, so I I won't even see Katie. Yeah, that's true. I, mean, I, can, um, I won't leave this computer for like three days if the Yankees win the World Series. 
I mean, I'll be at the parade. I'm, I'm. If there's a parade, I'm getting on a float. Like I'm coming for Carabas's neck. Like I'll be on a bus. Well, then, then you might. You know, who knows what you're gonna do in a parade? I just think. Yeah, right, multiple let, babies. Here, let me go through my check marks here. Okay. Who loves babies and who's scared to hold babies? I love babies. You're scared to hold babies. Yes. I won't hold a baby standing up. I don't trust myself. Yeah. Well, you, get, you have the shakiest hands in the West. I do a full recline on a couch, and then I'll just put, put the baby on my chest, and someone else has to be playing free safety. And then the woman walks by and says, Sir, why'd you just grab my baby? Oh, my God, sir, give me back my baby. <laughs> we're at the dentist's office, and we're just all waiting to go see the dentist. Please give me back my baby. Did you just depict me at the dentist's office stealing babies? I thought that's what you depicted. I was just I was just visualizing and reading the situation. Tough to say. Um I I'm uh I'm I'm good right now. <laughs> I'm good right now. Don't need that baby. It's uh it's you because I'm gonna be working and you're gonna be banging everyone at the parade. Oh the guys. Um what I, I want to go back to the start of that question a little bit because it, it was something that pissed me off for a little bit, and I, I don't have to go on a full soapbox. You were mad thing. at Vince? Well, he started. He was talking about the injuries for the first series and stuff. I was really mad. I think it was like a week or two weeks ago that like Buster Olney and all the legit names were like, yeah, the Yankees have some injuries, but they play this easy schedule. I don't give a shit. Yeah, like, no, okay. I, I'm, not, I'm not a big on... Uh, I'm not big on... Uh, that so like so Boone what said if we, the same what if, thing what if we were supposed to start the season 20 and 5 if everyone was healthy and instead were 16 and quick math and nine like i still want those four wins i don't give a shit that we're playing easy competition yeah i'm with you so there it is but i was really surprised like buster only was tweeting that i was like what dude yeah Fell in, fell into the what everyone else was saying. I, I skipped a voicemail, so it's. Hey guys, it's Matt or, calling the Talking Yanks. Um, thankfully the off season is finally ending. Baseball is coming back. But uh, with that said, I just wanted to give my thoughts on the Yankee roster uh, shuffling as a whole right now. You know, when I talk to Yankee fans, I feel like everyone asks me, "Are you Team Bird or Team Voight?" And I'm kind of a Team Both. I think if the Yankees do this right, they can coexist. And if they're both healthy, they should like. I don't see why you can't put Stanton in the left and have Voight DH and Bird play first. Does that mean if they're both – Bird's a lefty hitter, and the Yankees need that right now, and he's been waiting to be healthy. Voight clearly, I think, might be the real deal. I don't see why Giancarlo can't play left and just have Voight DH. It makes too much sense to me, especially given that when Hicks comes back, I don't see – I know he's had a good spring, but I don't see why someone – like Gardner should still be an everyday player given the young talent we have. Uh, nobody who's as good and young as Bird should be in AAA if he's healthy. Thanks, guys. So I didn't play that already, right? I don't think so, no. No. I, I, I agree with what he's saying. It, it's just they both have to be swinging well, and right now they are. They're both swinging really well right now. And, yeah, I mean, if Bird is going to play versus righties, and Void is as well. It 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 can work. I think Boone even said that. Like it, it's not necessary. It's not it's not definite that one of them goes down when Hicks comes back. Yeah, especially with the Talkman show. Like 
I, I mean, Hicks for Talkman seems to make a lot of sense if those guys are hitting. And Jim, I, I think something that I and uh, you you could take sound clips of me kind of walking all over myself on this one. Aaron Boone coming out and saying Luke Voigt is the cleanup hitter on this team. And when you think, again, what he did for us last year, what we've seen this spring, the guys look nothing but legitimate. To think that a couple good weeks from Greg Bird could send Luke Voigt down, and I said, I've said that a couple times in the past week, now I can't fathom it. The, the guy's kind of a monster for us. I think the team really believes in him. How long um, do you think they can ride with both of them? I think they could do it if they wanted to. I think they do it. I think you you put together the best roster you can. I think when when if when Hicksie comes back, unless Talkman shocks us like Mr. Hot Take was talking about, I, I think it's Hicks for Talkman and it's a no brainer because you have the best major league players on your roster. Yeah. Sounds right to me. Yeah. Sounds smart. And I, I, the the only other thing I'll say is, man, that that lineup against left-handed pitching, whoo, 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 la la la, la la la. Uh, all right, that ends this episode. Hey, the voicemails are great. Like we said, we're gonna do all voicemail episodes on Tuesday. I mean, if there's news to be talked about, or if we can get guests or something like that, that'll also be on Tuesday's show because the series recaps will be the series recaps, the same thing we did last year. I think you guys like it that way, and they're a lot of fun. We like doing them that way, and uh, there's a lot to talk about. So that's how that's going to work. If you call up and leave a voicemail, I changed the outgoing message, so you'll hear this right away. I do not even play voicemails that are over a minute long. I apologize. It seems rude. If it comes in over a minute long, I don't even play it, because what happens is if I play it, then I think, man, that's a good voicemail, but I'm going to have to chop it up, and then I'm going to have to go into my editing software and chop it up because just we can't be playing minute-long voicemails. So keep them tidy. Keep them short. Keep them tidy. I know Matt, Matt Sussman, you, you've been hitting me up on Instagram. I don't know if we got you today. But, yeah, under a minute, start calling in. We're, we're, doing, we're doing voicemail apps every week, guys. No joke. Call yeah. in. We'll, we'll get you on there. And I think By the can, way – th- I think you, my dog is going to drive me insane. I think you can do whatever you want. You don't have to ask about the Yankees. I think we'll take whatever questions you want on the on Tuesday app. Tuesday apps might get silly. They might get very baseball. They might get uh, away from baseball. We'll see how it goes. I'm excited about it. Yeah, we'll see. And, and we don't do this a lot. Opening day coming up. If you could drop the five-star review on us on the podcast app, that would be huge. You right know, opening I've day. A podcast I listen to does that. Jesus. Jesus. My dog. Trying to hide a bone right now, and the, all he does is he just puts it onto a pillow and digs for like ten minutes. And he's just kicking all my shit over. <laughs> hope, hope I'm trying to hide a bone when I'm his uh, age. Oh yeah, after the parade, you'll be hiding your bone all over, getting those World Series babies. Okay. All right. <laughs> Leave a. F- I was saying other podcasts ask for five star reviews like every episode, but that seems nauseating. If you want to leave a review, yeah. leave a review. Thanks. We will see you tomorrow. We're going to be back uh, on opening day. We're going to do an opening day episode. Uh, we're going to Jake's going to burn the off season. We're going to give off season awards to start off the season correctly. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Right, World Series baby as the review. World Series baby. World Series baby. That's the five star review. That's the five star review word of 
Word of the pod. Word of the pod. World Series, baby. Go Yankees. Tell them, Graham. Go Yankees. <laughs> <laughs>